Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I had the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Business Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Clive with us. Hello, Clive. Hello, John. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time out of this for this from this heat wave we're having. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So tell us about your business. Okay, so uh, for the last uh, 14 years, my uh, uh, company, Access by Design, has been creating websites. Um, we're called Access by Design because um, accessibility and strong design are the two fundamental um, reasons why we do what we do. Uh, quick backstory, my girlfriend and I were in a very nasty car crash back in 89. It left her paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, and in rehab at the spinal unit for a year. So our plans to get married got put back, but we've got married and we've had kids and she went on to be an award-winning digital artist. I went on to be a composer. Um, 2008, we were, we both ended up doing some, running some courses and teaching, but not really making enough money. Uh, and what we decided to do was start a web design company because she was all doing her art on the internet. Uh, and I had a technical background in computing. So we started Access by Design. Uh, when we got married in 1990, Chichester was thoroughly inaccessible place because it was before the Disability Discrimination Act. So there was no legal requirement for any of those historic buildings to be accessible if you're in a wheelchair. Uh, so Jess's answer to that was to start a campaign group. She was in the Observer every week. And she, as a result of the campaign group, the work they did, uh, the district council put in 2000 drop curbs. And she basically browbeat all of the banks to make themselves accessible. Go forward to 2008 when we started the company, uh, we discovered that although Chichester is accessible and you expect accessibility wherever you go, because it's been enshrined in, in, in law since 96, what we discovered is that uh, as far as the internet's concerned, you're going back to the 1980s. And even now, most websites do not cater for the needs of people with disabilities. And so this was a problem. Um, and what we wanted to do was change all of that. However, the only websites that were accessible were awful. They had these big garish fonts and nasty colors and they just looked horrendous. Jess, being a digital artist, said, look, actually we can do this. Uh, the rules and the regulations for websites have been around for a very, very long time. In fact, they've been around since 1999. What Jess wanted to say is, well, okay, we'll adopt these standards. These standards are there to make sure the websites work on everything. Um, so that's what we're going to do. And we called the company Access by Design because we wanted to prove that it is possible to have a really strong, really well-designed website that looks amazing, but is also completely and fully accessible for anybody who's got a, a different need of using it. And if you think about it, um, back in the day, 2007, 2008, people with a different need were people with mobile phones and tablets, well, phones and then tablets, as well as people who were blind or people using screen readers. Um, as far as um, web design is concerned, they're all people who have a different need. Um, if you design a website properly and you build it properly, uh, you will meet the needs of as many people as possible. And it's obvious if your website works for more people, more people are going to stay and feel welcome and maybe do business with you. That's our philosophy, and that's how we started. Wow. And I think I'd have benefit from some of your work, because I've got a disabled son. And uh, 
So some accessibilities into some places into Chidester has made all the difference. So thank you. Well, cool. Um, it's the, it is a no-brainer. I mean, you know Chichester, you know Boots in East Street. It's got uh, automatic doors going in. It's also got two sets of glass doors. Now, you, all of those doors allow you to go into Boots, the chemist, and to go out. Um, but the, if you're in a wheelchair, you're obviously going to choose the automatic door because of the sensors that open it. Yes. If, you, if, you've, got a, if you've got a walking frame, you'll do that. Uh, if you've got a child in a pram, you're going to go there because it's the easy option. In fact, if you go into Boots and spend a fortune on nappies and you come out with your arms full, so you haven't even got your hands free, you're going to go out of the easy exit as well. So that, for me, sums up accessible web design. You can still have the glass doors. You can still have the other stuff that some people want to use as long as there is a way for somebody with a different need, with an accessibility need, whatever that might be, to be able to get the same information. And that is the nature of it. And that's what we do. Fabulous. So if there's uh, somebody listening to this and they're thinking, oh, I feel like I need to do something to my website to make it more accessible, but I don't really understand that, what that means. What are some very simple things that we could apply to our website straight away that would make all the difference? Okay, so here's an easy one. Um, load up your website and start pressing the tab key. Um, what should happen is that you should see every, every uh, button on your navigation light up as you tab through it, whether it be the pages along the top or the sub pages down the side. 99% of, of websites fail this simple test. Uh, Google, because Google is blind, and therefore the accessibility, the accessibility need that Google's got is the same as anybody who's blind. Um, Google started favoring websites that work for blind people four or five years ago. And what um, Google can do is go straight under the bonnet and tell straight away, just by looking at the code in milliseconds, whether a website is accessible. You don't, I don't expect people to understand the technology but I do ask to people to sit in front of their website and start pressing the tab key. Just to explain that a bit more, if you're blind, you can't use a mouse because you can't see where the mouse has got, has got to click. So you're going to use a keyboard to navigate your way through it. Good web design says there should be a way for somebody who's using a keyboard to get to any page um, from a central point. And in fact, here's another way of understanding. If you just Google, the tab test, you'll see a video I put up on it on YouTube, it's top of it, um, because nobody seems to know about it. Watch the video and it explains it in a bit more detail. Right, I, that is something I'm going to um, try out because I've not heard of that before, and I will do the tab test. It's really simple. I mean, there's tons more to it. The other thing that I would say is that I offer a, 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 a free 15-minute consultation, and I'll tell people three things they need to do to, for their website to work better with Google. Um, and the reason why I can do that is that Google is quite upfront. It expects websites to be built properly. It expects websites to be accessible. It expects websites to be mobile friendly, tablet friendly, all of these things. It doesn't make any secret of these facts. And what I do um, is, you know, we're not going to redesign everybody's website, but what I like to do is, is give back and help people understand. We, we, there's sometimes a website that there's a few simple things that they can do that will actually make quite a dramatic effect to their rankings with Google. Not everybody needs to have a new website. No. And Sometimes also, it's just a, a few tweaks. 
Yes. And also at the heart of what you're saying, it's not necessarily the rankings, which is are important for a business owner, but it's the human being at the end using the website is that that's who you're thinking about. It's their experience. If we go back to Boots, again, it's such a good example. Boots, natu- people naturally gravitate to the automatic door because it makes them feel comfortable. If you go to a website that's designed in a way that meets your need, whatever that need might be, then you're going to feel comfortable. And that's the, the, probably the, the easiest way I can explain it. If you feel comfortable, you'll stay if you feel welcome and you find a website that you see everybody looks at website or uses websites in different ways years ago i was up at the accessibility lab in up at london uh, university um, and they had this thing where they scan your eyes and they give you a test and they say go to the bbc website find out what the the exchange rate is with the dollar and it tracks your eyes as you navigate through and what happens is that you then get a printout and show that how how you've assessed a website and how you've worked through it. And it was absolutely brilliant and it justified everything that we've always said is the fact that people use websites in different ways. And as long as you've got a way that works for them, that's, they're happy. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Cause I, a friend of mine, Brian Eisenberg, he did a test where he took 30 people and said, here's the money, buy a red jumper from any site you want on the internet. And only seven of the, re- of the 30 ended up with a red jumper no yes wow and they they just gave up because it was just too hard now this was going back about sort of 10 years but yeah yeah that's that's amazing and the 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 thing is if it it comes it's not about having something that is some fad right 2011 that was the big game changer because up until that point we had been designing what are called um kind of reactive websites that you actually proportionally space which meant that our websites would stretch and shrink so yes. that they would work on any size the problem with that is then when you started to get to shrink down to very small monitors or even you know tablets and mobile phones it would work but it would look really bunched up um, and that's why designers like to do everything in a fixed size the advantage of that is that you um can like in print, you can specify where everything gets laid out. But obviously that doesn't work if you've got an accessibility need. 2011, this technique called responsive design came out and suddenly you're in a different ball game altogether because what you're able to do is have different size layouts. So you would have a mobile layout, you would have a tablet layout, you would have a desktop layout, you would have a mobile portrait and um, landscape, tablet portrait and landscape, you might have five or six different layouts that would, and, and what, regardless of the screen size you went in, it would bring up the layout that was designed to fit that size. So suddenly you, you're not trying to do a separate mobile site, you're not trying to get something that kind of works, but as a compromise, you're now able to um, design things exactly how you want to design them, but in a way that works for people regardless of what they're using. And we developed, we, it came out within two weeks, within two weeks we're coming out in 2011. We'd adopted it, we combined it with accessibility, don't really get too techie, but we created something called responsive accessible design. And that means that our website, there's probably 30 versions of our websites. We do a, a dyslexia friendly, a large print version, a printer, a printer friendly version. Uh, it will work with the styles off. There's some hidden stuff if you're blind that will, that, that will allow you to choose all these different options. 
Um, we've just done that with every single website we, we, we've ever made. And the reason we do that is that we want to make sure that when we launch a website, it will work because you don't know who's on it. No. And if they're on an old computer and it doesn't work, they're not going to say, I'm going to try this on a new computer. They're going to go somewhere else. We still test in Internet Explorer 7. Do you remember that? Wow. 11 years old, 12 years old, 13? I don't know. Yes. Ancient. But the reason we test in it is the NHS has still got loads of web, loads of computers that have got an old version of Windows and they've only got Internet Explorer 7 on them. Yes. They're just as likely to be a customer as anybody else. Right. Well, I think I'm dyslexic, so um, I've not heard of a dyslexic website. So It's about I've high been... contrast. Ah, okay, right. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So what the, so what be your top tips for us? Okay, so the three things that I would say that I've learned in business, and uh, none of these have really anything to do with web design. They're just business tips I've learned because my background is music, i.e. I didn't go to business school or anything like that. So instead, uh, what I did, um, made a huge amount of mistakes on the way. And the things that I've learned, my biggest tip is that a deal is not a deal until the money's actually in the bank. Yes. The amount of times that I would meet somebody, because uh, I'm an absolute uh, optimist, relentless, enthusiastic optimist. I'd meet somebody, they'd show a flicker of interest in a website, and I would tick that off as a say. <laughs> or, or somebody would say, I'd even send a quote, and think, oh, that's a guarantee. No, 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 you've got to have the money in the bank, otherwise it's not real. Second tip uh, is do not cut corners. Every website, so this is web-related, I suppose. Every website we launch has gone through 80, over 80 checks before it goes live. It's really, the, the reason for doing it, yes, it's a pain to do, but if you do it properly, they do not come, people don't come back with issues. They come back because they want to have improvements and different things in later. But if, you, if the thing works properly, it takes the, it means they're not having to come back for you to fix stuff. And so it, it, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It makes sense. If you do it properly, People are happy, um, but people don't and they budget and they cut corners because they're under so much financial pressure and time pressure to get on with the next one. They don't take the time to do all those final checks. And actually, all the information is not stuff we sit on. It's been around since 1999. It, it's all there. You've just got to go and then implement it. And it's fiddly. It's not much fun, but it does mean to say that you have a website that just works better. And my final point, I suppose it's about us as well, actually. Focus on what, what makes you different. There's loads and loads of web design companies around, and some of them are really good. There's probably 30 within 10 miles, 15 miles of Chichester. We appear to be the only company that makes accessibility a priority with design. So it's like we want to prove that you can do both. So that's what makes us different. We, make, we work, build websites that work for everybody and that our clients are in charge of. The biggest problem that people have is the stress of not being able to change their own content, even yes. now in 2020. Can you believe it? We've always allowed our clients to run their own websites. Four years ago, we developed a, a low cost version of our bespoke products, which were quite expensive, called it Run Your Own, Web, Run Your Own Website. And that allowed people with lower budgets to buy into what we do. And that's almost like going back to when Jess and I started in 2007, when we were doing small 500 pound websites for local businesses. So we've, we, we were got bigger and better and more expensive. We, that market was being cut out from us because we were too expensive. Running our own website allows us to bring those people back in. We originally launched, aimed at the checker trade market, 
because that's where what we thought and all the branding was like builders and plumbers and things like that turned out that actually everybody wanted it because people need websites they just don't, even companies don't have the money so it's actually become our biggest seller. Eighty percent of our business is through run your own website. Last year we include, we now in, integrated e-commerce with it as well, uh, and it allows people to have our build quality, but for a much lower price, and we can turn them around much quicker. So if somebody's looking to have their website accessible, and would like these the skills of an illustrator from your wife. <laughs> so the, the my designer, yeah. The, the technical, the design, and the accessibility, how would they contact you, Clive? Okay, so they, they could find me on LinkedIn, just type Clive Lowesby into LinkedIn. Um, they could go to our websites, accessbydesign.uk or runyourown.website. If you just type run your own website into Google, it, it comes up top. Um, or phone us, 01243 um If somebody would like uh, 15 minutes with me, to just have a quick overview of their website. I won't try to sell them a website, I'm just gonna give them a quick overview of things that they could do to make it perform better with Google kind of straight away, because there are often things you can do. If they just contact me, I'll send them a, a link to my calendar and they can just book in for that 50 minute slot. I do that um, as a service to help people. Not everyone's gonna become one of my clients, but if I can give some people some information, knowledge is power. Absolutely. Uh, so that's kind of something that I always happy to do. So if people just get in touch with me through Facebook, LinkedIn, or through the websites or on the phone. I'd be really happy to talk to them. Great. And we'll put all that information on our website. Of course. Thank which you. I, which, which I'm now thinking, is it accessible? <laughs> so I'll have to go and check some <laughs> well, of those. Well, that's all right. I'll do I'll give you one of my free website reviews, John. Fabulous. I'll take you up on and that, Chloe. discuss it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fabulous. Thank you for sharing your stories and your insights and your tips with us. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on, on board, John. I've really appreciated it. And I always ask, because um, it is a network and we're here to support each other. If you know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs, that would be great to have a guest as a guest on the podcast. Please do let me know. I certainly will do that. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people would really appreciate this opportunity. I know I certainly have. Excellent. Excellent. So this has been the podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, see you soon. See you later, Clive. Cheers, John. Take care. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as employment protection, navigating the complex time consuming and cost of employment protection for each of our members. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk